Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Self-motivation. We are still in discouragement. Self-motivation. Because all these things are factors that at the spur of moment, Abraham or Joshua took to get them where they went. How do you motivate yourself in the midst of discouragement? Church, let them tell you. If you are not able to motivate yourself and encourage yourself to go on, you will leave and run away of something that could have been better and greater for your life. I'm telling you. Because the average human being would discourage you. Like I said earlier on, the people motivates or encourages a good cause, not a good person. Sometimes people like what you are doing, but they hate you. They will praise what you are doing, but they will condemn you as a person. And when I became a pastor, sometimes when I get some of these things, I just laugh. I say, wow. People will bring their head and their problems. Pastor to solve. But when you finish, you still hear the same people who are also sitting down and assassinating the pastor. <laughs> sometimes I was like, so where are we? Where are we? You like the blessings, but you hate the blesser. Do you know that we make mockery of ourselves? And that is the reason why you must learn to motivate yourself. You must activate yourself against every resistance. Amen. You must activate yourself against every resistance. Because, listen, life itself is a force of resistance. Nature itself is a force of resistance. If you want to do anything, life itself will tell you that you can never do it. And if you are not able to activate, ginger, energize yourself to go against the resistance, you will leave and run away. And it is not that you couldn't do it too. It's just because you are not able to motivate yourself against the discouragement. How many people haven't tried and failed? And still, they made it. Amen. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 6 to 8. David was living in a, a city with his people. There was a battle. They went to the battle. They came back. They have ransacked the whole village. Took everybody's wife. Took everybody's wealth. Everybody's property. Burned the whole place, including himself. And everybody started criticizing him and condemning him. Discouraging him. It was you. And it was you. And it was you. And it was you. But when David was doing good, nobody complained. But he went to battle. He went to, he was fighting for the same people. And lost his wives. Some of them had one wife, but he lost three. So if anybody has a pain, I think he had triple of the pain. But they were all on him. The Bible said that, and David 
encourage himself in the Lord. This morning, I pray that you can encourage yourself in the Lord. I pray that you can motivate yourself in the Lord. Listen, don't give up because people are saying or people are on you and people are discouraging you. Don't give up. Put yourself up. The Bible said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Thank God. You see, he didn't encourage himself in his father and in his mother. He didn't encourage himself in his bank account because all these things can also discourage you. There was a day I, have, I knew my balance in the bank was that amount and I've signed a check. The person went to the, check, the bank and they told him, call pastor and find out. They called me and said, they say I should call you. I said, for what? I don't know, but they say I should call you and check your credit and call us back. I was like, ah. So I called the managers. She checked. Is it Pastor? The balance there is not up to. I said, Ah, no. I know I have. What are you I said, Pastor, there's a standing order of this to, to this account. And it's, that standing order is gone. I was like, Jesus Christ. And I don't know how to top it. So immediately I told the person, You bring the check. I'll get it done and I will draw the money for you. It was a discouragement. Hallelujah. And you must learn to encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. That is why the Bible said that say to one another that it is well with your soul. Hallelujah. You have to sometimes you have to look at the mirror and say to one another, you, it is well with your soul. You, you can make it. You don't give up. You don't quit. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter the pressure. You, you can get it done. Have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us see what the result of self encouragement or motivation will bring. Three things. Say that every self motivation must spark determination. Hallelujah. If you encourage yourself well, you will fire determination to perform. The reason why you don't have determination is that you are not motivated. You are not. I mean, this time I wake up in the morning and pray. <laughs> you said it. Did you really determine to wake up in the morning and pray? And you must ask yourself, why is a master that I must wake up in the morning and pray? Why? Hallelujah. Because there must be something that you know that it doesn't matter what happened. I must kick against the odd and get up and get this done because I need this result. Most of the time, we are not able, there is no determination in us. There is no determination in us. Yesterday, I was watching a documentary of a professor who wanted to know beneath the earth of Israel, what is there? And this guy traveled, traveled, traveled down, 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 down the earth of Israel until he got to a place and the place was like a big field and the rocks there are all crystals. Diamond rocks, marble rocks, reflective rocks, very beautiful. Then he traveled further and he saw, he went deeper and he saw the molten 
earth that the earth was boiling hot rocks boiling he saw all these things then he came out and said I he understand that there is something more beneath the earth that we don't know it was what motivation it's biggest determination to find out these people what at all what at all are they sitting on and they realize that beneath the earth they are sitting on crystal stones hallelujah and as the stones get hot and drops every drop that comes out from the hot stone are either gold or silver or precious stone every drop and it will drop and then form a rock of gold, a rock of silver. So can you imagine? They go down there and they remove it. That is why you don't understand why Israel is so rich and you don't see any gold mines there. Somebody determined. And your motivation that triggers you must have, number one, an urge to pursue. To go after a mission. God told David after he encouraged himself, he said, boy, pursue. Hallelujah. Say, pursue. Go after your mission. Go after it. Meanwhile, everybody was telling him, hey, stop. People were asking him, you see what he have done? You see what he had? People, if you put the scale of blame and appraiser, most people will choose blame than appraising you. When you wake up in a day, people who blame you are more than people who praise you. Hallelujah. Everybody will be blaming you. Few people. And everybody was blaming, but God came and said that, boy, pursue. Go after your mission. This morning, I said what? Pursue. Number two, he said, overtake. Dispossess the challenge and possess the blessing. Listen, when you pursue, you will overtake. When you target the mission, you will overcome the challenge. When you take the step, you defeat the challenge. You see, the challenge may look like it is undefeatable, but it's a lie. It is what? A lie. If David could put Goliath down, if Joshua could walk on the Jordan, if Moses could open the Red Sea, if Elijah could call rain from heaven, if Elisha can pick the axe of a nail, uh, 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 the head of an axe from water, what is that impossibility? What is that challenge? Amen. What is that challenge? There were men of like passion like you and I. And he said, recover, reclaim everything necessary for your life. Listen to me. Everything that is necessary for your life is already existed. Somebody has become a boundary and a barrier. Or you don't know. You don't know. Read about Genesis. The Bible said that, and the Lord God created everything and saw that whatever he has created was very good. Then he created man. So you were not born into a scarcely world. You were born into an already furnished world. If there was something left that would cause your life on earth, God would have hold you. 
But if God released you, it means everything that is needed is already around. You have to what? Recover it. Hallelujah. You have to what? Recover it. Put a task on your life. Amen. The spirit of self-motivation. Let's look at still. We are still on David. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 25 to 28. David has got to the world, the, the battlefield. Give me first Samuel chapter 20, 17. Let me read this one. Trust that I'll be able to make it. Give me. So the man of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel, and it shall be that the man who kills him. Listen to the motivational factors. David was on the battlefield. Okay? Everybody is discouraging him. Everybody. His brothers, his uncles, his aunties, his sisters, his classmates, his peers, his colleagues. Everybody said that nobody can do it and you too, you can't do it. Then David looked at him and said, no. Until I learn to motivate myself for this mission, nobody is going to do that. Then he asked. He wanted to find out what is the motivational factors. What, is, what, what will I get if I give myself the requisite determination to pursue this? Then they said, and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. How, who, who don't want money? Hello? If you were sleeping in an uncompleted, no lights, mosquito vested house, malaria and typhoid are next to your prayer. Then you heard that whoever is the first to sweep pastor's compound in the morning the church is moving pastor to a new place. They are going to give you all that three bedroom house with every furnished there to that person. Will you say that pastor I was tired from work so I couldn't wake up. Some of you will not even sleep. In the night, you intentionally do walking prayer in pastors. Every five minutes, you cross pastors house. This man too, won't you wake up? Hallelujah! Oh, you heard the president said, anybody who is tired of being poor and can come to the president's house and tell them that I need money. They are going to give you this amount of money. Will you say that, hey, me, I'm afraid of. They will enrich him. Will give him his daughter who doesn't want to marry the president's daughter. Look at some of us. Even the men are not president's daughters or a sons and the women are not president's daughters. Just that they are good looking, sumptuous women. We defy the laws of God. You see a nice lady coming. Oh, pastor, she will change. I will change her. I will change her. And the lady said, pastor, he will change. He goes to church over. He says that he is not serious. 
because you want to marry somebody of status, somebody of a class, that when they ask, who is your wife? And you say, this is my wife. You will stand where and say, this is my wife. This is my husband. You said it and you say it with all boldness. This is my wife. Check. Check. Not the one. Where's your wife? <laughs> where's your wife? <laughs> or they ask, where's your husband? <laughs> He's there. Where is he? How did you see he's there? Because when they see him coming, they will see that, yes, you have really recreated poverty for your life. See the man, you see that, yes, this is the wet poor himself coming. His face, his countenance, his walking, everything shows that this man is an aggressive poor, poor man. Come here. You see that Trotro is coming and the man will perch. Page with two, everything. Page. Targeting the torturous front. He stopped. Then, then you stand aside and say, Jesus Christ, I have married. This one there is a diver. So you have just to get a, a, a wife of the president. What kind of motivation is this? And give his father's house exemption from taxes, tax-free business. Go and ask Mr. Noti and the rest. The frustration at my port. Try to clear. You import a toothpaste or toothpick or hanky and go to port to clear. If you don't take them, you will sell your whole house and sell your children. Just to clear toothpick. Amen. And now you are free to ship as many that you have and clear it for Temaport and come and do market. Who doesn't like it? David looked at all these factors, all these blessings, all these benefits and said, I don't need anybody to encourage me. I don't need anybody to motivate me. In fact, those who want to discourage me, it is their own matter. For this one, I will pursue. For this one, I will go after it. It doesn't matter. Listen to me. I like what Paul said. He said, if I die, I die for God. If I live, I live for God. Whatever I am, whether life or death, it is for God. But for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of purpose, for the sake of mission, for the sake of my dreams, I will not die, but live to fulfill the works of God. As long as the mission, as long as the dream, as long as the purpose has an anchor in God, and God is the one who is looking at you, no matter what it is, you can do it. You can do it. The Bible said that then Goliath came out and screamed, Israel, give me a man. And David said, I am the man. When you look at his status, look at his experience, look at his battle story, he doesn't match. Listen to me. A good motivator doesn't need status. He doesn't need experience. He doesn't need uh, 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 any class or any, any colleague to match up. When you are ready for a mission, you are the motivation for your mission. He didn't say that my brothers have failed, so I will fail. To help me, my brothers. He said that, brothers, if you think it's too heavy for you, quit. The king, the commander-in-chief said that, David, you can't do it. He said, king, you don't have any problem. Look at your wife. You have everything. So whether we succeed or fail, you are already blessed. But me, I need a daughter of yours. Marrying the king's daughter automatically becomes a number one citizen. Hallelujah. 
So now let's look at the spirit with which David pursued. And you must carry that spirit. Number one is personal development. Royal status. Listen to me. Your current status must challenge you to rise up against the, what you think has discouraged you. We are poor. We were born poor. So are you going to die poor? poor? In my house, marriage don't work. In my house, marriage don't work. Eh, so marriage don't work. So you are going to suffer like that forever? Amen. I don't have anybody. I can't go to me. I didn't go to university. Me, I didn't have they stopped you from going to university. I don't have the head to learn. Who tell you it's only book? That means learning. Who taught brigade software? Which school? Which school taught him? He was a dropout. But he gave motivation to himself. And start from somewhere. Google. Who taught him? He started under a tree with a table and chair. Hallelujah. What's up? A small boy. Young man. Developed something called what's up. Today, Facebook has bought WhatsApp. How much? $16 billion. Has bought it. Because they refuse to accept their current status. So they put challenge, they motivated themselves and determined to get the mission done. Marriage opportunity. The king's daughter. Sometimes a good marriage opportunity comes your way. And then you are hoping. Some of us, the most annoying part of it is, some of us will say, Pastor, I'm going on waiting. If after now you don't know what is a good marriage material and you need to go on waiting, go and wait. Go, go and wait. Go and wait. He is waiting, he's waiting for you. She is waiting for you. Go and wait. By the time you finish waiting and come back, somebody who has finished waiting has taken. Hallelujah. The Bible said that if you miss the day of your visitation, then it will be better for you than Sodom and Gomorrah. There is a time you need to do waiting and there is a time you need to grasp the opportunity. The time you should have gone waiting and preparing for the day of opportunity, you use all that time to dine and dance. Now it has come. You are now going to wait. Sisters and brothers, I'm going to wait to find out whether it is the will of God. Up till now, you don't know the will of God. So what are you doing in Christendom? Amen. Because from the day one you became born again, you should know what is good for your life. And you should know what God wants for your life. He didn't need, David didn't need to go and say that. Let me wait and go and pray and find out if it is the will of God for me to marry the king's daughter. The moment they say the king's daughter, he knows that it is, the, the lady is in Israel. She is a Jew. So once she's in Israel and she's a Jew and she accepts to marry me, the rest is God. Hallelujah. Because it's a good, because listen, there are certain people when you marry them, you'll be blessed automatically. 
There are certain people too, when you marry them, you will suffer automatically. If there's anything to shine your eyes, that is where you should shine your eyes. What I'm going to marry, is it going to make or unmake? Hallelujah. Then, family enrichment. I'm getting close. His family is going to become first class citizens. If there's no reason for your motivation, church, your family alone. Look at the weight that family is putting on you. Look at the weight. Amen. Look at the weight. Last two weeks, I have to, 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 to sponsor five people. Five people. From Takwa to Upper East, Bolga. To go and do my mother's funeral. The one who is bereaved. That they are taking my mother's funeral to the village. That they have to sympathize with me and bless me. I rather have to sponsor them. Their lorry fare, TNT and bags and by in and out. And they were even the most annoying thing is when we go to Bolivia, my one of my uncle asked me, Can't we eat guinea fowl? I look at the mouth he used to say guinea fowl. And I asked him, while you were in your house, were you eating guinea fowl? He said, Oh, but there are plenty. Look at look at guinea fowl's kebab, barbecue, guinea fowl. I say, Uncle, don't let me say something here. You, after we finish everything and they are surplus, we give you guinea fowl. You know the, the interesting thing? He is the one who collected the bulk of the money into his pocket. He never spent a penny. When we go to the funeral, even salt, salt, he will come and ask me, they need salt. And I say, uncle, so the money you collected, what did you do? He said, I know what I'm doing. He brought the money back. He called me, I said, you brought the money back. Will you give it to me? Oh, but, oh, but, but. I say, you see, your family poverty alone is enough to, mo- to ginger you. Stop saying I'm discouraged and no family member is helping me. Father, and my family is my problem. The, that is the reason why you must get up. Hallelujah. And the family is my brother. And my family is pulling me down. But do you want the family to pull you up? If they can pull you up, they will pull you up. But they can't. The best your family can do is to bring you down. So refuse to come down. After all, your legs are yours. Your hands are yours. Hold something and use your legs to climb up. If they try to hold your legs down, kick them. They try to pull your hand and hit them. Amen. Because you have the advantage to go higher. Don't sit in there, sleep in there, and my family is like, we were born in poverty, and my family is poor, and our family is there, and our family is there. Jesus was not born in a rich family. You cry, you were privileged, you were born in a hospital. You were put in a court. You have a nice diapers to wear. Some of you, they bought your things from abroad. You, you sat in car throughout your, your immunization period. Jesus didn't have any midwife. He was born in a manger. He was put, he, he, in fact, his, 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 his uh, maternity room where they give birth to him, it was pigs and goats. Those were his classmates the day he was born. Hallelujah. The day he was born and he opened his eyes and some of you opened your eyes and there are thousand children. Jesus opened his eyes and there was moo, moo, moo. Moo, 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 moo. If it was some of you who were born in an environment of moo, they would tell you that the spirit of cow is still chasing you. Where you were born, there were cows, and those cows are still chasing your life. May the Lord forbid. 
it is not any cow. The power of God will motivate you. Hallelujah. Lastly, and not the least, economic power. He said you shall have the wealth. And then, business advantage. You will be free from paying taxes. Your business will flourish. And David said, with this, I will encourage myself. I will not give up. No matter the discouragement. Abraham said, I will encourage myself. No matter what it is. If I'm going to get Isaac by this God, I will encourage myself by it. Church, you have to encourage yourself. Forget about the discouragement. Hallelujah. They said it and so what? They said you are. But it is up to you to accept it or not. Everybody calls you whatever they want to call you. As a matter of fact, you can't tell people what they should tell you. You can't go about telling people that tell me this. You can't write an application of speaking to me. Everybody must encourage me. No. Everybody will not encourage you. Everybody will discourage you. But you must encourage yourself. Because there's a mission. The Lord said rise up and move. The Lord said depart. And you are rising up. You are departing from where you are. Look at where you are and said, I will no longer remain in this. Say, I don't belong here. I will not accept here. Yes, I was born into poverty. But I shall not remain a poor. Yes, I was born into an idle home. But I will not remain an idolater. Yes, I was born in a frustrated, in a broken home. But I shall not remain a broken person. Yes, I was born as a lonely and a single parent. But I shall not become a rebel. Yes, I was not educated. But I will not remain illiterate. Refuse it. Encourage yourself. Don't let the circumstance of unfortunate discourage you. Don't let things that are pulling you back discourage you. Don't let people who see nothing about life but negatives, don't let them discourage you. Somebody will look at your face and tell you whatever they want to tell you. Tell you, oh you, forget it. One day somebody look at me and as we're talking, said, in your house, it has like that. In fact, he said that when you go to your hometown, the family house is broken. It's left with half of it. You people, you are coming from a hard place. The moment they finish saying, in fact, I was totally discouraged. Because the guy has to refer and refer me to my hometown. The, the house in the hometown is totally broken. Hallelujah. I went home. I thought, I said, hey, so how can it be? How can it be? But something just said, somebody built that house. Somebody built that house. Hundreds of years ago. And the house have survived to this time. And it's broken. It is about your time to also rebuild it. To survive to a time for the next generation. I said, no, I have to what? build that house. The Bible said that you shall become repairer of what? Bridges. The Bible said that you will uproot, you will pull down, and you will build. So you have a mission to pull down what you don't want. You have a mission to uproot what you don't want. And you have a mission to build what you want. And I charge you with the basis of God that go and be encouraged. Go and be motivated. Go and know that God is on your side. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Forget about them. Pursue, overtake, and recover. And you shall make it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.